I am a common man with an uncommon desire to succeed. I will keep myself physically strong, spiritually awake, and morally straight. I expect to lead and be led, and in the absence of leadership, I will take charge and lead by example. I am not too proud to ask for help. I belong to a tribe and do not struggle alone. My past failures do not define me. When the world knocks me down, I will get back up every time. Faithfulness to family and devotion to God will be my legacy. I will finish strong. When I was in college, I wanted to take boxing lessons. I thought it would be just great to know how to block a punch and to throw a better one right back. So I started looking for boxing lessons in my town, but I couldn't find any. There were plenty of places teaching karate and taekwondo and that kind of thing, but I was looking for something different. I wanted something gritty, something unchoreographed. I wanted something where I might I don't know, come home with missing teeth and need to put a stake on a black eye. So I found this place in the phone book. Yep, that was when we uh, looked through phone books. And um, it said judo and jujitsu. So I went there just to find out what that was. This was back before UFC made Brazilian jujitsu popular. So I really had no idea what sort of stuff judo and jujitsu taught. I got there before class started. And I was talking with the instructor. He asked me what I was looking to learn and why I was there. I told him I'd been thinking about boxing lessons, but wanted to see what judo and jujitsu was about. It's probably a bad idea for me to give that away. But um, he gave me one of the greatest sales pitches of all time. I'll never forget it. He said, boxing is great. As long as your opponent stays exactly two and a half to three feet in front of you, and then this guy, he moved in close to me and he wrapped me up like in a bear hug. And he said, but once your opponent grabs you like this, then all your boxing goes right out the window. And that really uh, just kind of resonated with me. I was like, dang, that, that sounds really true. And then he casually added that with judo, he could teach me how to take a boxer down to the ground and choke him with his own arm. I was sold. He had me at choke him with his own arm. And while well, I spent the next couple of years practicing stuff like that. Now I am absolutely not a martial arts expert by any means, uh, but I used to practice judo and a little jujitsu and some Muay Thai through the years. I'm a novice with a tremendous appreciation for those who have mastered judo and jujitsu. In our house growing up with our, our kids, we have always loved watching UFC. And I've been grappling with my boys. Uh, got two boys, been, been teaching them arm bars and takedowns and chokes ever since they were old enough to walk. So several years ago, on a total whim, I held up a $100 bill and said that if one day any of my boys or nephews were sitting around at the, the house at that time, if anybody, any any day throughout the years, someday anyone could could make me tap out, they would win that $100 bill. And it's been a great source of conversation and trash talking from them for many years. It's been fun. Now, my oldest son, Luke, began lifting weights and wrestling in high school, and he came gunning for that $100. 
he really wanted to beat his old man. I've rolled with plenty of grown men in practice and tournaments through the years, but his level of intensity was unlike anything you've ever seen in practice or a tournament. You see, the thing that was different is that Luke was going absolutely all out at all costs, whatever it took to destroy me. He didn't care if I got injured. He wanted that $100 bill. I had created a monster. Dads, I want to tell you this. At some point along your young man's journey, you're not going to be able to beat him anymore unless you go medieval, right? You're going to have to choose uh, between hurting him and losing. And that's something I had not mentally prepared myself for when I so nonchalantly uh, threw down the gauntlet for that $100 bill. Because here's the, here's the simple fact. You ain't going to win unless you're just as committed as he is. And he's okay with hurting you. So I hadn't thought that through. Now, I realized something. This is true in life, just like it is wrestling your son. You better be willing to go all in if you want to defeat your enemy. Your enemy might be alcohol addiction, pornography, opioids. But the truth is the same. You cannot win half-heartedly. You will lose if you're just fighting casually. One of the greatest motivational speeches in any movie is Al Pacino in Any Given Sunday. Uh, locker room, half, you know, halftime in the game, locker room, motivational speech. And uh, he says something that's always resonated with me. He says, in any fight, it's the guy who's willing to die who's going to win. So here's how that story ended. Luke won that $100 bill from me because he was willing to die for victory. For him, it was total war, scorched earth, nuclear option. For me, I was just laughing and joking and trying to beat him with some rusty old techniques. Dads, listen to me. If you think you can win your battle against depression or addiction or lust while you're laughing and joking and trying to use some rusty techniques, you will lose your battle. Our fight against sin deserves nothing less than the same intensity that our sons have when they wrestle us. Not the half-hearted effort of a guy who's not taking it seriously. We have to go in with that attitude or we're going to get choked out with our own arm. Okay, A lot of men are losing their battles today in their life because they're not really playing to win. They're just trying to not lose with as little effort as possible. They are trying to beat addiction without seeking professional help or trying to quit lusting without installing any software, trying to overcome depression without taking helpful medication, hoping to repress suicidal thoughts without talking to anyone, hoping their marriage improves without making any personal changes, hoping to save money without a budget, lose weight without eating less, get stronger without lifting weights, and be a spiritual leader in their home without starting each day by praying and reading the Bible. All right, this is this is not how you fight to win. All right, it's time that we fight for what we want, just like a 16-year-old fights for a $100 bill, right? With everything they've got, we need to play to win. We need to use every single trick in the book and every tool at our disposal, reach out for help professionally, drop unhealthy behaviors, 
seek godly mentors, start dating and romancing our wives again, start working out with our sons, and start our mornings off in devotion with God so that we'll be able to lead our families spiritually. Listen, do not underestimate your opponent, the devil. He's hoping you just keep not taking him seriously. He's hoping you're cocky and relying on a half-hearted effort. He's hoping that you think he doesn't even exist, that religion is a crutch and that God wants to take away your fun. Dads, we've got to stay engaged, stay in the game. We've got to keep reading and learning if we want to keep up with the questions our young men will bring us. One of perhaps the the number one lessons I've learned from teenagers, and I've got three of them at the moment, is that they are more intellectual than many churches or Christian families give them credit for. Listen, they're studying AP calculus and microbiology in high school, so we should not be shocked when they ask how we know the Bible is true or whether evolution has disproven God. Okay, these questions really shouldn't surprise us. They're smart. They're deep thinkers. They're intellectual. So don't expect them to not be when it comes to your, your religion, your faith in God, right? You better, dad, you better be learning these answers. You better know the questions before they're asked and know the answers to them. The answers are there, but you won't be reading them if you're cocky and relying on your rusty old techniques, okay? You better be reading books like by Frank Turek, Greg Kokel, Jay Warner Wallace, and John Lennox. That is how you hold on to that $100 bill. Now, Statistics show that 70% of Christian kids walk away from Christianity during college. I believe that's because their dads were complacent. They laughed and joked and relied on some rusty old techniques, and they weren't prepared for their kid to bring it with 100% effort and snatch that $100 bill. Listen, we got to teach them that we don't just go to church because mom makes everyone but that we go to church to worship the giver and sustainer of life. Teach them that religion is not a crutch for people who are afraid of the dark, but that it's atheism that's a crutch for people who are afraid of the light. C.S. Lewis explained it this way. Enemy-occupied territory. That is what this world is. Christianity is the story how the, of how the rightful king has landed. You might say landed and disguised and is calling us all to take part in a great campaign of sabotage. Dads, take the fight seriously. Set the bar for your sons high. Lead them in family dinner conversations. Tell them about your failures and the lessons you've learned from them. Ask them to bring you their questions and their doubts. We don't want them hiding them. We want them bringing them. Engage them in their minds. Listen, this world is not going to pull any punches. And we better not either. Visit mensalliancetribe.com to find a tribe near you. Or maybe you're the man to start one in your area. So check us out at mensalliancetribe.com. I hope to see you around the fire soon.